<laughs> okay. Welcome to episode two of the Left for Japan podcast. Hello, I'm here again. Yeah, we're both here again. We should both be here every time, I think. I'm here again. Anyways, okay. Um, let's get right into it, since these keep going longer than I mean for them to go. So, first of all, a snack. You can probably hear the crunching. I have a picture of this. I guess this is Ace Coin, did you decide? Yeah, Ace Coin seems yeah, probably Ace what coin. it would be. Yeah, and you'll see on... Um, crunching too much. you see on the website, if you go there, uh, these are cookies, I guess, in the shape of, like, old Japanese coins, kind of koban things, you know, sort of oblong things, often have little square holes cut in the center. Looks like anything from the 7th century on up to 1938. So, Nishin. Got this from the dollar store. I don't think you can hear me over it when I'm crunching. Let me crunch for a minute. Alright, try, try an ace coin. Which year did you get? I don't know, I have to look at the back. Why didn't you do that to begin with? I don't know, I didn't think of it. Well, this is going to take too long. Hang on, what do I got this oh, you one? You got one without... 1897, 1897, I think. 1897. Alright, we'll pick one out and see what you, you got. You got I got da -dum, da -dum, square hole kyotsu something something um no which one this one. Which one that one um no no well no I'm sure fairly sure oh you're right you got um this one that one yeah I got kobutsu hole thirteen sixty eight. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of interesting looking at the coins on the back here because I, I specifically see the the Wado Kaichin, uh, the seven the coin currency from from seven oh eight when I used to have to do translations for for a mining corporation, uh, the the copper that got mined out of there was used in the seven oh eight coins. Oh, uh, so. that was an old mine. Yeah, it's a really old mine. So I remember having to look up Wado Kaijin and being like, what is that when I was trying to translate it into to English? And it's like, oh, it's that era's currency. Okay. So that was it was interesting seeing that. It was a blast in the past. Not bad. Sort of got that mild coconut taste going on. I don't know if it's actually coconut, but these kind of cookies always taste vaguely of coconut to me. I think you're confusing coconut with shortening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm probably yeah, they, thinking of shortening. They, they taste like shortening and condensed milk. <laughs> we'll call that coconut. But, um, but yeah. Oh, um, so today's topic for me, last time it was about door locks. This time <laughs> it's going to be about hot pot potato parties. So hot pot potato parties. Hot pot potato parties. You're starting to give away where we live. Well, there's multiple <laughs> places in Japan that have hot pot potato parties. Ah, it's okay. But in any case, there's a group of people that every year get together and have a hot pot potato party. And usually, people kind of bring whatever ingredients that they're going to put in the hot pot potato party, and each person's kind of, you know, assigned a job, and and you go down by the river. 
and you have this giant hot pot that you put all the ingredients in, you let it simmer for a while, then you got like a nice stew and you eat it by the river and with your friends and it's pretty good. And then this year though, some of the people who were organizing it was like, yeah, that took a lot of time, like assigning everyone stuff and then some people would cancel at the last minute and like main ingredients for the hot pot potato dish, like potatoes <laughs> would be missing. And so rather than have people like pay like 700 yen or whatever and bring random ingredients, they're thinking, why not go to a hot pot potato specialty shop? Like or they restaurant or? like sort of like a restaurant like a place that's next to the river because they're always this style of dish is always eaten next to a river and um, like during fall and so like why not go to one of these places where they provide all the food they provide all the equipment and stuff but instead of being like 700 yen it'd be like 2000 yen so like would that make it more or less viable for people to come like would that make it so that people would not want to come because it's a bit pricier and we were talking all about this and like kind of consulting with other people about it and seeing you know who could come and who couldn't come are these a bunch of like foreigners or japanese people talking the about? organizers are all japanese people uh, um but a bunch of foreigners come um, and the people who forget potatoes slash decide not to bring potatoes are foreigners. Um, but uh, then it turned out after we all talked about it and we're trying to organize it and get it all done, uh, by the time we'd finished that and finished consulting with all the people that we thought we should consult with, all the places were booked up for, yeah, yeah. for the, the hot pot. We have it all done for you, basically, places. So it's like, actually, we'll just do how we did last year. <laughs> and, potluck style. Yeah, potluck style. And eventually, like, hopefully we can get the people to, to agree with it. But the one last person that we need to tell, you know, about how it's actually not going to be done at a restaurant, but everyone's going to have to bring stuff again like last year, isn't around for a couple of days. And so I can't go and tell everyone else exactly what it's going to, you know, be like. And they want to do it, like, the beginning of November, like, November 1st. And it's already, like, the 14th, so it's like, okay, you don't, you won't be able to organize it till the end of the week. And then you'll have, like, a week to ask everyone if they're going to come and tell them what they need to bring and stuff. It doesn't look like it's going to work out so good. <laughs> but in any case, hot pot potato dishes, while they might be difficult to organize... <laughs> Um, they're supposedly a lot of fun. Like, I've never been to one myself, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And supposedly in, like, Yamagata Prefecture, they have, like, world record-setting hot pot potato dish parties where, like, thousands of people can eat out of the same pot and they use a crane to dump in, like, the ingredients and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and Japan loves those records. Right. It's not a record for most people sitting in one chair. I, I, uh, I believe it. So, Recently. You know, it's, it's a thing if, if you feel like looking up Imonikai, uh, Imonikai, hot pot, you know, potato dishes. They're popular all throughout the country. But that one with the crane, I'd like to go to sometime, maybe. Not that, like, eating food that was prepared by a crane sounds like, <laughs> not like the bird a crane, but like a construction vehicle crane. Yeah, it, it doesn't right. It doesn't sound particularly appetizing necessarily, but it's supposedly really good, so... Why not? Yeah, nice. Why not look up about hot pot potatoes? Five, five minutes of hot pot potatoes for some reason. All right. Is <laughs> they done talking about hot pot potatoes? Yep. <laughs> that concludes the hot pot potato <laughs> portion of our podcast. That, that, that was what happened to you this week, huh? You, you had to organize a hot pot potato party.
I had other stuff that happened, <laughs> but the hot pot potato that was party. The highlight. It made an alliteration. This concludes the oh, hot man. pot potato party portion of our podcast. Yeah. Well, it was all worth it then. Mm. All right. If you listened to our podcast uh, last week, you know, working through a series of morality questions. Yeah. You know. mm. So a series of morality questions that we're asking uh, the girl of the podcast. Me. So we're doing two at a time, so... Let's get right into the next two. Yeah? Mm. All right. So our next situation is, these are all based on a Japanese, you know, classroom morality TV show. Okay. Situation number three. All right. So in this situation, you're a, like a guard. Um, you know, like a, like a security guard. A security guard? You know, okay. You're a security guard. And the place you're guarding is a, like, um, art museum. Okay. No. And today is the last day of this, you know, French artist's exhibition. You know, there's a special painting on loan. You know, you're in Japan, right? From, like, the Louvre or something, right? In France. Okay. Yeah. And today's the last day that you can go see it, mm-hmm. the exhibition, right? And uh, because it's the last day, you know, they got to move the painting or whatever. So it's, like, special hours, and so it actually closes an hour early, earlier today compared to the other days during this special exhibition. Okay. Right. So maybe normally it closed at four the rest of the week, uh-huh. but today it's, it's closing like at three. three. Okay. Yeah. Right. So you're a guard and you're guarding the entrance right now. You're the security guard at the entrance, right? Okay. Has it closed yet? So or... now it's closed. Okay. Now it's closed and you're guarding it. Yeah. Uh-huh. The entrance. Okay. So now... While you're there, an old lady comes up. Screw the old lady. <laughs> you ain't getting in my museum, lady. So an old lady and her daughter. Oh, come her up. daughter, too. Yeah, so the two of them come up, old lady and, you know, are like, you know, I don't know, 30-something daughter or whatever. Oh, so old lady daughter, too? Well, I, I guess. I don't know. An old lady and her daughter. Okay. Don't worry about it so much. Old lady and her daughter come up, and they want to go in. And you have to tell them, oh, no, it's it's actually closed. And they're like, well, I thought it closed before, for sure, right? You'd be mistaken. And it's like, well, no, it's, it's closed an hour early because it's the last day. And they're like, oh, well, you know, the daughter starts to explain to you. You know, the old lady's like, oh, yeah, that's, that's really sad. And the daughter starts to explain to you about how this painting is how uh, the old lady met her husband. You who's know, dead? So the daughter's father. Who's dead? Oh, I knew it. Yeah, so she's a widow. And this is how she met her deceased husband was like the last time this painting was in Japan, you know, 60 years ago or whatever. I don't know how old she is. A long time ago, right? Decades ago. Last time I was on tour. And uh, she, she like met her husband at the exhibition of this painting. And he's gone now and she wanted to see it, you know, again because, you know, I don't remind her of him or whatever. She misses him and stuff. So anyway, obvious question, do you let her in or not? You know, you're the guard, it's closed, but, you know, you've got the keys, you control the door, you could let her in to go sneak a well, peek real quick, maybe no one would notice. Like, if it's closed because they have to move in and stuff like that, it's probably already started, or they wouldn't have closed early, so it's probably not possible for her to see the painting. Maybe, but let's assume that it, it could be possible. Well, like, if it's really that 
important of a painting to her. She probably has a copy of it in her house, right? <laughs> so, like, seeing the original, like, sure, that would be great. But, like, didn't she know about it? Like, if this is such an important painting to her and stuff, like, wouldn't she have known to go earlier than the last day? So, she wouldn't yeah. she have looked up about it and seen that on the last day? It right, well. different times i mean maybe they didn't know so like if it was actually me like i don't care about rules so that much so i'd probably like let them in but i also think they should take some sort of personal responsibility slash like if i'm not supposed to let them in that's like my whole job it's like we're closed now like i'll take a picture of it with with your camera but like i don't know if it would necessarily be the correct decision to let them in there yeah so it was um yeah the extra information right we always have an extra thing going on here so the extra thing is you know well the weather has been kind of bad and it actually turns out that the old lady's been in the hospital and stuff so they couldn't have gone just any time they wanted you know they had specially organized this but through an oversight or whatever they didn't make it before it closed on the last day and, you know, the way the daughter's talking to you seems like the old lady isn't long for this world. So well, she's, she herself her is also close <laughs> She doesn't need to see the painting that bad. <laughs> right, she'll see her husband soon then. I mean, I'd probably let them in, but I'd grumble. And then I'd, if they were in Say there, you, they were, if they were in there and, and they got caught, I'd be like, they were hiding in the bathroom. I have nothing to do with this. <laughs> Just deny all responsibility. Deny all responsibility. Yeah, wasn't me. Uh, all right, so you let them in. Right, interesting. Interesting answer. Okay, so the other one we'll do today, number four. Um, this one is a bit kind of modern because the thing that it, the show seemed to be about. I don't know much about these smartphone things. <laughs> well, giving away how you're an old person, huh? <laughs> but the thing that this seemed to be about is that line application. Oh, like that line. Yeah, right. yeah, it was this line application uh, that people use for chatting. Right. I know you know. Uh, <laughs> well, you said you don't know much about it, and sometimes you get to explain and stuff to me that I kind of know a little bit about. Oh, so. my God. I know you know. I'm sorry for the listeners, all right? Okay. There's this line application, and... I don't know that much about it, but, you know, use it for, like, group chatting and stuff. It's, hmm. I don't know, kind, of, kind a, of like a communication app. It's like anyway. a cross between texting and, like, I don't know, yeah, AOL AIM or something like that. Yeah, something. Instant messaging. I don't know. But, um, right. So, in any case, there's, like, you know, groups or whatever, right? And right. It's almost like a message board, but for texting, I guess, you know, because there's, like, groups... And, uh, you know, yeah, you can everything assign you different post. Friends yeah, group, right. People, add certain people, people can see it, other people and can't. whatever you post in there, right, goes to the group or whatever, right? Okay, anyway, so there's these line application groups, you know, and you're a high school student mm -hmm. in this scenario. And uh, so, and you know, you and your friends, all this group and stuff, and then there was... Um, via the group that you and all of your friends are in, you know, um, like not everyone in your class, but you know, like, I don't know, a dozen people or so. Right. And one of the like, you know, girls in the group was like proposing some, uh, thing to do after school today, right. Place to go or something like that. Okay. And one of the other <clears throat> girls though is like, Oh, I can't go actually. Cause you know, I have Juku. I have 
cram school, you know, mm. after school school. Um, you know, and it's like, oh, you know, must be, you know, it'd be nice. Must be nice to be able to to go and not have cram school or whatever, you know. Right. Yeah. So one of the other girls, you know, the kind of, I don't know, mean girls type girls <laughs> of the group, you know, uh, is, is went and formed a new group, you know, and invited all the same people that were in the group already, except that one girl, and then started like, you know, so you were invited, you know, you get a new group line group invite thing, and you join in there, and you're like, wait, this is the same as the group we have already, and it's but like, the oh, wait, who wouldn't you, then you notice that that girl's not in there, right. and so like the, you know, person who organized that group starts talking about how like, you know, I don't know what a bitch that other girl is for like saying, oh, it was nice to have free time and stuff, you know, she like really took offense to that. Oh. And so there's this new group. Uh, so, like, basically, you know, what do you do? Like, do you, do, you, do you say anything? Do you go along with the group, you know? Do you, do you um, say we should invite the new girl? Or, you know, what, what is your reaction to that? I don't what say anything do? to the group at all, but I totally narc what they did to the person who got left out. Yeah, like, well, that would, so she's sad, and then that's usually that, or what? No, I'd be like, hey, you know... Apparently, some some people kind of took offense to what you said or whatever, and they actually started, like, a new line group without you. Like, I just wanted you to know so that, like, if you find out later that people, like, got invited to something you didn't get invited, like, don't be upset about that. Like, well, she'd be upset. Why wouldn't well, she be upset? Maybe. Anyway, but, so that's a good answer, but then... Um, I don't know. You know, they find out that you told her that, that, you know, comes out, and then they make a new group without you or her in it. Well, I don't think I want to be yeah, you friends also get with, like, really mean people anyways. Yeah, but, right. again, like, with my last answer, deny all responsibility. Like, I don't know how she found out. Like, I'd be... I wouldn't want to be friends with, with people who are super mean anyways. And then if they're like, oh, how'd she find out? I'd just deny all plausibility, all responsibility. Yeah, but there's only a few of you. They'd probably figure it out. Maybe. And then if they're like, like oh, oh, I saw her talking to that girl. Like, it was definitely her. Like, everyone well, just turn on you. The point of this, basically, is everyone's kind of ganging up on one person. You know? Right. If you defend that person, they're going to gang up on you. True. So I wouldn't defend the person to the group, but I wouldn't, like, go along with the group either. I probably wouldn't want to be friends with them anymore if, like, everyone in the group was super a-okay with that. Even if, yeah. like, I thought that other girl wasn't particularly nice for, like, rubbing it in our faces that we, like, are just super... have nothing going on. Like, she could have probably... Like, if everyone's actually friends, she could have probably actually just been saying, oh, it's really nice, I wish I could go. Well, that's the point. Everyone's not necessarily actually friends. It's sort of a large group, and you're all just in class together. Right. It's not necessarily the most tight-knit thing, right? But I I probably wouldn't care if they found out that I narked to the other girl. Start ganging up on you. And then they'd probably let that other girl back in. Hmm. And not me, right? You would be now well, the then outsider, hopefully there'd still the whipping be, boy. There'd still be loyalty with the girl that I narked to. Heck no, she wants back in. I guess, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't care that much what people think about me. They can, they can kick me out of their, their AOL chat group. Yeah. I'll go start my own group. My own, line, group my own line group of one. Yeah, with create my, a competing, with my competing group. smartphone. Yeah, Alright. Well, there's not much of a twist for that one, then, because you already kind of took that side. The only extra twist for that one was... And then, basically, what I said, they sort of get over that, and they make a new group, 
you know, where she's let back in and you think, oh, well, that's good. But then you see that actually your best friend in the class is now gone from this group. And it's everyone except for him, you know. Well, what is with and this? Then, like, who's organizing these group things? Like, everyone's allowed <laughs> in, but the one yeah, person, well, you know. Yeah, well, it's just like they're using it as a means of, you know, basically just constantly, Yeah, right, know, just whoever's the kind of trying to get victim of the week, right. you know, kind of thing, like. That sounds like probably what so, would happen in real life. Yeah, There's right. always issues that I've heard that go on, like, because it's kind of weird thinking about it, because, like, like, instant messenger, like, instant chat stuff is something that was, like, really popular when I was a kid. So to see, like, the people nowadays, like, adults trying to, like, deal with, oh, they have this thing where they can, like, instantly chat with each other, and, and they can bully people using it. It's kind of just seems like, yeah, no shit. Like, to me, like, like if you grew up using the internet at all when you were younger, like, that kind of stuff is just like, yeah, of course that happens. But it, it's weird to see now, like, 20 years after the fact, where, like, instant messengers and chats and stuff like that seem to, like, be not... Well, they seem to not have as much popularity as they did before when I was younger, like in the, in, in the U.S. and stuff. Like, I mean, I, I know a lot of people probably use them still, but they seem to be less of a real force than before. A lot of people seem to just use Skype and things like that. And to see it become, like, a force to be reckoned with here now, like, 20 years after the fact, and see people really battle as to how to, like, kind of get children to not use it in a detrimental way it seems kind of weird well the same as it's ever been right i guess yeah, is what true. you're saying like I don't, is that what you're saying well kind of it's interesting to see how that happens again but it's also yeah. weird because like you always think of japan as being so ahead of like the west technologically and like advanced in a lot of ways but then on the same token there's like things as like well this is like 20 30 years behind what like you might think it's like in the states like a lot of times like stuff feels, seems like yeah. the 1950s here like you can leave your purse oh, on a yeah, table and not get mugged you know or not get it stolen yeah. like you know you can go and ask your local police officer where such and such a person lives and they can look it up and tell you like you know things like right. that like and now like it's chatting instant messaging is like becoming something that the kitties need to watch out for it's just well i'm yeah. that's what i'm saying i don't think it is though i don't think it's becoming anything different than it was it's just you weren't here back then well apparently right? supposedly according to the teachers and like students and stuff like there was no real big instant messaging chat service that got super popular in japan before like line like there was things like mixy that was like around the same time that facebook was getting popular in the states but when i was talking to some people about it some teachers that have been teaching for you know 20 30 years supposedly this is their first encounter with like chat well, that just sounds like a bunch of bullshit. Like, that's just because computers weren't as common. Like, but as soon as kids start having cell phones, there's texting. And yeah. before that, it would be all fucking pocket bells. <laughs> right. Pages. Beepers, you know? But you couldn't, people you would couldn't send make messages. Groups. Like, well, no, but you make groups thing. informally. Like, right. and then. Even aside from that, of course, it's just phones, right? Like, kids yeah. talk on the phone. Yeah. Like, there's, there's when I was a like, kid, I would call my friends on the phone. Like, yeah, of course. I mean, there's always, you know, things that the children's be doing that yeah, the adults that's all, that's be, all. be, be really worried is. about. But yeah, because it's, it takes a different form, and so everyone's got a different, you know, a different thing to worry about. And, like, oh, this is so much different when it's usually not that different. Mm. Like, it's just a different means but it's the exact same kind of feelings and attitudes just coming out and 
via you know smartphones it's really cute phones, though to see, you see all the adults like sort of reactionary attitudes yeah towards well, adults. That's it's the like, nature of adults. like instant messaging they're like oh no someone sent a photo of someone's pencil and they broke in half to show this other person that they were serious biz and it's just like really <laughs> is this something that you need to tell everyone about like this this kind of is like sure it's not nice but it seems kind of not the most out of the world type of bullying that I could imagine. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just the current thing. Anyways, that was the last uh, one for this week. Okay. So no, no we're more. Doing just two a week. Right. No, no more delving into my my inner demons here. Huh? Well, I don't know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not not till next week. Not like. till next week. All right. <laughs> Uh, let's get into some news. Oh man, we're still backed up on news a little bit from uh, you know, since episode zero. Trying to catch up on some different things. What do you want to talk about? I'll leave it to you. Alright, we'll start off with, uh, here's a short article. I didn't actually look at it. I saw you looking at my screen. Like I didn't read it. This is the host screen. All you have to do is sit there the and colors, talk. it's blue and white. I was yeah, like, I what's know. blue and white? Anyways, okay. So our first news article, this is back from July. and I mean, this stuff happens all the time, but I just thought this one was kind of funny. This is our... Uh, uh, so in Okinawa, Naha, uh, was this July 11th, uh, Naha police arrested a U.S. Marine from Futenma. Uh, in the act of driving a car under the influence of alcohol and running into a police car. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you've just been drunk driving. Like, it sounds like... Yeah, you basically would have gotten away with it, except you hit a police car. They couldn't, and then, they couldn't let you get away with it after you hit the cop car, I guess, huh? Yeah, and then, so please, 21-year-old Marine Corporal, uh, 6 a.m. on that day, hit a police car at intersection in Naha City while driving under the influence and then fled the scene. They, they fucking <laughs> ran away, too? Like, you hit a police car, and they thought, oh, I can get away with this one. <laughs> like, I guess if Maybe if drunk. you hit a regular car, you know, they wouldn't, like, have the wherewithal to, like, you know, call you in and track you down with the police car. They got the radio right there. Like, you're on the police scanner instantly. <laughs> like, yeah, they, they usually have, like, dash cams and stuff like that, I imagine. Well, yeah, too. right, that too, for real. But, like, I mean, I guess they were drunk, so they thought they yeah, could get right. away well, with it. Yeah, right, well, they were, right. I mean, it doesn't say how over the limit they were, which you know, is incidentally, limits in Japan are very strict. Right, uh, you can't drink at all and drive. Even one here. drink is so that'll put you over. Limit. Yeah, so it, it doesn't say what you know they're like drunk enough to think you could hit a police was, car and but... flee to the base. I'm assuming, like, <laughs> probably. Did yeah, they think they like the gates are just going to come down and then they'll never find Miss, yeah. Miss Corporal Lady again? Uh, yeah, right. probably. As <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Alright, uh, here's kind of an interesting article. What's this one from? This one back from September. And this, I, th I think this is kind of, I want to bring this up just because I think it's kind of little known. Um, and this is another Supreme Court ruling basically upholding what is the status already, um, just expanding it slightly on, um, uh, medical compensation, like covering the medical costs for, uh, Hibaksha. Um, oh, the bomb victims. Yeah, the the victims of either of the Hiroshima or Nagasaki yeah, nuclear, nuclear attacks. attacks yeah. um, so if if you were you know a victim of you know, survivor of uh, either Hiroshima or Nagasaki atomic bombings, 
um, Japan covers your medical expenses. You know, there's a law passed, um, I'm not sure when that law is from, pretty old laws passed, you know, to take care of these people, basically. Mm, and so the Japanese right. government covers this. And a while ago now, they had ruled that, you know, this covers not just Japanese citizens, but anyone who was a victim. You know? Oh, right. So there's so a lot of people of from other countries. Yeah, or like mainly, that. you know, a lot of uh, South Koreans. Because um, oh, right. there's a lot of South Koreans living in Japan, still are. Um, at that time, you know, Korea was, uh, you know, part of the empire. And so it also covers these people. So if you're, you know, living, you were, a, well, are a victim, you know, a survivor, and now you're living in South Korea, you, the Japanese government still gives you money to pay for your medical treatment in South Korea. And then this was just in the news because the Supreme Court ruled that, um, I guess up till now they had given like an equivalent like amount of money to these people, but there's a uh, there's a new lawsuit that they ruled that they have to just cover whatever their full actual costs oh, well, are. Like it might be more expensive. Yeah, exactly. Or, so Japan keeps Japan pays very low percentage of GDP for medical things and stuff, and there's a lot of different ways that Japan keeps its own costs down as far as that's concerned. You know, but other countries don't have these systems and so this is that even if it costs more for someone else living because they live in another country, Japanese government still has to pay for it. And I just thought this was kind of interesting because I, I don't think this is, a, this is something that's existed. Now I really think this is something that you see a lot. You know, I don't think this is really well known outside mm. of Japan or outside of Japanese people, even among Japanese people, maybe. Um, and it's just interesting to me because it's like the U.S. did this thing. Nobody's taking care of these people except Japan. Yeah, like Japan, the country that got bombed is the one who's taking care of these people, not the U.S. who did the bombing, no. and not the countries that these people are even actually, you know, living in or from. Like, and then instead, all you hear about is how Japan needs to pay more and more yeah. for, like, you know, all these other different wrongs that they did during during the war. But no one ever says that the U.S. should pay for any wrongs, yeah, quote, well, that they may have done during the war. You know? The U.S. didn't do any wrong. Yeah, that's you why, think the that's, U.S. did something wrong That's why I put war? the quotes on there. The U.S. doesn't do anything wrong. I put the quotes on there. Yeah, well, you can't see any quotes. I said quote. Hmm? I said the word quote. What are you talking about? I said quote wrongs that it did during the oh, war. Oh, I see. I didn't catch it. I'm sorry. All right. Um, let's just do a couple more articles since we're going a little long here. And, uh, I was gonna, I think, we said last week that we'd cover TPP this week, but I think we're gonna push that back to next week since we're going a little long anyway. Okay. Um, I'll push this back too, and I'll just, let's just do two more articles. Alright. Alright, here's another news article, kind of. So this one's kind of interesting. This is, the U.S. has opened, the U.S. government, this is a recent one. The U.S. government has opened an investigation into Toyota uh -huh. to see if Toyota is selling Toyotas to terrorists. What? <laughs> the reason for this... But they're selling Toyotas to America. <laughs> Specifically ISIS. I-S-I-S. ISIS. Oh, right, what did you ISIS. say in American news? That's a couple of different pronunciations, but the Islamic State... Um, but but they are selling them to terrorists. They sell them to America. <laughs> yeah, right. wait, wait, I guess I'm not supposed to say that. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, for real. So, anyways, the, the thing here is that in these different, like, videos that these, you know, terrorist groups, or specifically ISIS, posts and stuff, you know, showing off their soldiers and their weapons and their power, there's often... T 
Toyotas in these videos. <laughs> That's only because those so. cars last a long time. <laughs> Basically. Like, they can have a lot so of miles on them. The Toyota trucks, them. Uh, especially the Toyota like, Helix. Uh, we don't have an H-I-L-U-X. Hilux, I guess? We don't really have that car. It's sold basically... Probably like high luxury, right? Yeah, it's, it's the standard Toyota truck in most of the world. In oh. North America, they used to sell it, but they don't sell it anymore. Now they have like the Tacoma. is basically the oh. equivalent of Toyota Tacoma. Like a pickup um, truck. For living yeah. in uh, North America anywhere. Yeah, it's their standard pickup truck for Europe, Middle East, most of Asia. Um... North America, they have different trucks, uh, but it's the Toyota standard pickup truck, and ICE is very often, I guess, has them in their videos often, if you look at this picture here, you know, mounted with a machine gun, <laughs> jury-rigged to the back. There's also you know? a flag. Uh, yeah, that's just in the picture. You don't need to scrap the whole picture. <laughs> I mean, the picture looks kind of funny, though, because it's like a pickup truck with this yeah. huge, like, gun and a flag, just like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, apparently this is a common thing. Um, they're called, uh, what was it? Not auxiliaries. Uh, what was it? Um... Technicals? There you go. Technicals. These sort of light uh, vehicles, you know, giant pickup trucks these days. But not necessarily pickup trucks, an old term, I guess. Uh, used to, you know, quickly transport people and, you know, light weapons uh, onto the battlefield. And, of course, this helps, you know, these sorts of, you know, guerrilla-type organizations, especially a lot, you know, organizations that use guerrilla-type tactics. And, um, but, yeah, it's funny. So they're opening an investigation, and it was like, well, we're going to cooperate, but, like, we can't control who yeah. it gets sold on to, you know? It's like, we sell it. So, like, they didn't like, go and, like, so make like, a contract like, exactly. with ISIS. <laughs> Toyota then... has a contract with ISIS, and right. they're just, like, selling ISIS, like, brand new Toyota. Like, oh, so these are, like, brand used, new. yeah, right, in the picture. I'm like, they always beat the shit. Like, oh, so these are just, like, ones they're picking up from people. Like, they probably stole it from some farmers. I mean, we're crying out loud. Like, yeah. it's the most ridiculous thing. But the U.S. is seriously, actually, the State Department, or uh, was it Department of the Treasury? I forget. Uh, some some the U.S. government, you know, is open investigation. Are they going to find the piece of paper where, like, the head of Toyota is like, yes, yeah. head of ISIS. Here, you have no money, and you make bootleg terrorist videos, and like you're super yeah. baddies. Yeah, like, like kill Japanese yeah. uh, hostages, even right. which is kind of rare for a terrorist organization. Right. Actually, like, usually the Japanese get let off because there's never Japanese soldiers bothering them. Right. Uh, so but ISIS like, is the exemption. These totally bad, bad people. Exception. We will totally write. An exclusive contract for you <laughs> for our trucks. Like, like, is that honestly what the U.S. government is expecting to find there? Like, I think that's pretty yeah. random. But yeah, it's it's a funny thing, obviously, because the reason they use them is because, like, it's especially the Hilux is famous for its its longevity and its indestructibility. There's, you can go watch the episode of uh, this. The clips are even on YouTube from Top Gear. Uh, the British car show, famous British car show, right? Top Gear. Um, they had a whole section on, you know, the testing the the well, you know, renowned durability of the Hilux to Hilux, and they did all these crazy different things to it, and it would still run. Like <laughs> one of, the, I mean, I think the craziest thing I, I watched it. I think it was the craziest thing they did was the first thing where they put it in the sea, like they they tied it down like in the ocean. Yeah, right. They tied it down. In this area that has really like uh, high uh, 
tides, mm -hmm. you know? So they put it down and the end there, you know, tie it down. The tide came in, so it was completely submerged in ocean water and seawater, you know? And in fact, the ropes that they tied down even broke. So they had to go find it just kind of washed up, you know, on the tide. And they, they still got it to run. Like, they had a mechanic there, you know, they had to right. like, drain it and stuff. But they didn't, you know, the rule was they only had a regular, you know, regular work tools, you know, like, right. you know, toolbox. and toolbox and, you know, no spare parts or anything, mm. you know, just normal maintenance. Couldn't, like, and fix still to work. anything for uh, Did all this other different stuff. They set it on fire, you know, they burned it, dropped it from a huge height, you know, <laughs> all this different stuff, and they still could get the, the tow truck to keep working. And it was this one they had picked up just to destroy. They bought it from some oh. farmer. Oh, had, like... Oh. We 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 know who gave the contracts to ISIS, the people who's yeah right. who's randomly randomly selling their trucks. This is old one with like three hundred thousand miles on it, you know, some some you know old wasn't a new truck or anything, and they always got it to work. It was always running. I mean, it was, you know looked like shit by the time they were done with it, but and you know it's 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 well known for its its indestructibility, and so of course that's why it's favored with. Any kind of guerrilla organization, you probably know. any quarter sort of organization, or really any sort of organization. Exactly, it's a very popular how many, truck how many of in the Middle East. Have been like, sold. That's like, exactly to the anyone. point. Like, like they sold a ton of drugs. It's just like, like the flags that's in that truck. There's probably like made in China. Aren't they investigating <laughs> China to see if China has like? Yeah, that's the funny thing is you see that's that's some contracts. of the comments I've seen is you see this truck Toyota truck with a machine gun mounted on the back, and yeah. you see that and you think. Where did they get that truck from? Right, not, not like... <laughs> no, where is... did they get the machine gun? <laughs> like, like, this picture looks ridiculous. It's like, there's nothing. It's like the desert. There's like a little cusp of like little sticks. And then this really beat up looking pickup truck. And this huge machine gun. And like, and the weird thing about this, this, this picture, the Toyota. Let yeah, me tell you. It's like you say, they're popular, especially in a really harsh environment because they run so well. Like, and they last so long. Uh, there's a lot of the comments are like, well, you know, if the, if the Ford F-150 was was a little <laughs> was a little more durable and long-lasting, they could be investigating them instead, you know? Like, right. Or like, oh yeah, Toyota only only sell really shitty trucks in the Middle East, apparently. Like, right. Uh, Toyota should stop making such good cars. Basically, bad people are yeah. getting their hands <laughs> on them. Because like the thing that they're they're killing more people with not the machine gun the Toyota yeah it was just such a U.S. thing it's like oh all these Toyotas what's going on here not like they make a better truck it's like no everything is equal like Fords are just good Toyotas what's wrong with these terrorists they should be buying Fords like, right <laughs> I don't know random yeah all right well let's cover one other thing at least just have a little video game news in here. And this one is from a little bit ago. This is July, I guess, this video is from. This is particularly from uh, news articles a bit too. You know, I was making the rounds. This Castlevania uh, trailer for a Castlevania pachinko mm. machine. Yeah, it's just a short trailer. Less than a minute. And you can see right here on the YouTube stats, you know, uh, like 280,000 views. About 500 likes almost 5,000 dislikes. <laughs> That's a lot of dislikes. And it's because this is a Japanese trailer, obviously. There's not a lot of pachinko... Uh, not a lot of pachinko Outside of Japan. <laughs> Certainly not ones in English. And, uh, but even though it's Japanese, obviously somebody, you know, found it or, or whatever and, you know, was making the English press news. Oh yeah, a whole bunch of English comments. And so if you go down, yeah, all these downvotes are English speakers, right, uh, brought in from these news stories or whatever. And there's all these... Negative comments, like, you know, top comment is, you know, rest in peace, Castlevania. 
1986 to 2015. There's and, probably a Castlevania Pachinko machine way before now. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly where I'm going with this. Like, all this stuff about, oh, Castlevania's dead, and oh, how dare you, Konami, doing this and stuff. And it's just like, I don't understand. I mean, I understand that, like, people want a new Castlevania game. Yeah, yeah sure. And they're not, sure. like, getting it or whatever. But I don't understand where Pachinko comes into this. Like, Well, they put the money into <laughs> yeah. putting, like, basically a Castlevania skin not, on a yeah, already, right. like, exactly. built machine. It's not really the same Instead thing. of making a new video like, game. Like, it's not, one doesn't replace the other. Just because you made a, a Castlevania-themed Pachinko machine doesn't mean, like, oh, instead of doing that, they could have made a Castlevania. It's like, I don't know, know is it PS4 even game? really the same, like, branch that designs yeah, probably the video not. games it might not even that, be like, like it might like, not even be done in-house right. it might just be a licensed thing done by like sammy you know or somebody right. like that that makes tons of pachinko machines and uh you know just got the license to make a castlevania one because and that's the thing like i would be very surprised i mean i guess i didn't look into it enough but i'd be very surprised if this was the first castlevania pachinko machine ever i'd be it very surprised seem like... oh certainly not there's probably been castlevania pachinko in machines fact, the this title whole time. of this video is new castlevania, new castlevania pachinko, pachinko yeah. i don't think it means new castlevania <laughs> i think it means like a new castlevania themed pachinko yeah, machine right <laughs> it doesn't say first castlevania <laughs> pachinko or never before yeah, seen pushing it more if it was right. the first never one, seen right? before castlevania pachinko yeah for real but yeah there's pachinko machines for every franchise like it's hard to think of a, of a video game franchise or there was a freaking escaflone pachinko machine so and there, was, there yeah. was nothing about escaflone <laughs> anywhere yeah. ever and they had a pachinko machine yeah for real there's a pachinko machine for everything like it's it's just like it's popular they make pachinko machines about it and it's just so funny to me how people don't know anything about these kind of cultural things and just assume with no trouble you know right reminds me of that one time it was people were thinking i don't remember what video game it was but it was a similar thing there was like a pachinko trailer and everyone thought it was for like the new game and they're like oh man oh man Emily. and then they get like halfway through the pachinko commercial and then oh yeah that happens a lot it's that pachinko was, um, and they get super pissed yeah not final fight but uh fatal fury was it i forget it but yeah, like that that, one, yeah that happens a lot but there was one pretty famous one that that happened too uh but yeah it's just so funny because yeah, pachinko is the thing like they make pachinko machines even of like franchises that aren't going anywhere and it's not like crowding out your franchise the two don't have anything to do with each other right like, i don't even think the markets are the same people yeah, who are usually right. going yeah. in a pachinko all these parlor like middle-aged dudes their whole day chain there. smoking in a pachinko parlor playing pachinko machines oh yeah like these guys would be like buying a castlevania game if you came out right like, i say like just because like a pachinko machine is viable doesn't mean a new castlevania game is going to be viable you know like mm. I, i'm pretty sure the development costs are lower you know first of all and uh yeah, it's it's so completely separate. Like, but it's just layers to me. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they're making a thing." It's like they've been doing that. All right, like, uh, it's basic Japanese culture here. It's, I don't understand. It's all these fans of these things, and like, they never apparently heard of Pachinko before. Like, I also like even if they want a new game to come out, and they're like really disappointed that this announcement wasn't for a new game. You think if they really enjoyed the series that much and liked it that much, they'd be kind of happy to see anything about it, like, out there, even if it wasn't what they wanted? They'd be like, oh, yeah, well, at least some know, other people are maybe... Maybe a trailer. Yeah, maybe, maybe some other people are now going to be 
introduced to the series that I love so much and want a yeah. new game to come out for. Yeah, if anything, if you actually think it is super related, then that would just drum up more support for a new Castlevania game, right? Like, if You'd people are getting so. interested in seeing Castlevania around, I mean, I don't think the markets are very similar, but, you know, it's getting Castlevania's name and, and graphics or whatever out there, characters and stuff, like, I don't see how that's hurting the Castlevania franchise in any way. Like, right. this isn't... Having an extra thing isn't taking away in any way. Right? right, and like, if you can encourage some people to be more interested in Castlevania that way, it might spur sales for the next game they come out with and make them want to make more games, or, you know, increase sales for games they previously released. You know? Yeah. But alright, um, these have been going on a lot longer than I mean them to go, so let's let's end the news there. Okay. I don't really have any letters this week either. Last episode only went up recently, just a little bit before this recording. I'm going to try to get them over on time, obviously, but, you know, still still figuring out the podcast. Yeah, you're doing a good job. It's, it's, oh, thanks. It's, it's not a total disaster, but, you know. Um, thanks for listening, in any case. Yeah, um, thanks for listening. If, if you have questions, listening. comments, want to write in, write in to left for japan that's the name of this podcast, Left for Japan. So leftforjapan at gmail.com. You're writing questions, things you want us to cover, comments, whatever. That's leftforjapan at gmail.com. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Say bye. 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 bye.